Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time you're joining us for this uh, hot little biscuit that we do. Uh, this is the Tulsa World Scene staff gathering to discuss uh, topics of arts, entertainment, and design. Uh, I'm here with uh, my lovely and talented colleagues, Grace Wood and Jimmy Trammell. My name is Jim Watts, and welcome to uh, what we do here. Um, you can, uh, if, if you are watching this on video, we thank you. If you rather not look at us, we understand. And this will be available as a podcast to be found on Spotify, Google, and Apple, or wherever you, from whatever vine of the internet you pluck your pods. Um, we are all in the midst, as we know, of a pandemic, and that has led people to do some unusual things. Um, such as, I believe, Jimmy, pinball. It's just kind of strange, the side effects uh, of the pandemic, of how it has affected things. Uh, sports cards, the prices came booming back. Comic books, the prices exploded. Uh, people are, are looking for nostalgia, things they can do at home. Among those things is pinball, because, hey, you can get you a, go buy a pinball machine, dust one off that's been idle, and all of a sudden you've got entertainment in your home and like sports cards, comics, the prices have just gone, uh, you know, basically double or more in some cases of pinball machines. And, 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 and it's truly something for which you can get something with all the bells and whistles. Um, either of you, either of you uh, pinball mavens in, in, in your, in your uh, halcyon days? Me, not so much, but I did go to this bar downtown called The Max, I think is what it's called, mm -hmm. and they have a yeah. lot of really cool pinball games. I played the Led Zeppelin one that was really fun, so it's something maybe I could get into a little bit more, but don't have a ton of experience with. You're not of the arcade generation, I guess. No. <laughs> I'm always jealous. Nothing wrong with that. I'm Go always on. jealous of, of all people who have these skills and games that uh, you know, whether it's pinball, foosball, the guy who can shuffle skate backwards and sideways with the little rink. I'm jealous of all of them because I can't excel at any of those things. Mm -hmm. were, 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 were you caught up in pinball at any point in your, in, in, in your life, Jimmy? I do enjoy it. I'm just not very good at it. I'm the guy who hopes the number matches at the end so I'll get a free game because that's the only way I'm going to get it. <laughs> I, got, I got into pinball uh, in college because there was a the movie superman had come out a couple of years before and so they had a superman themed um pinball machine and i remember that you had to um hit the ball into a series of different areas that would spell out superman and when that happened the thing would shake and lights would go off and the number <laughs> counter would go round and round and round and all that. <laughs> and uh, I and my uh, three dorm mates had a, let's just say we went through a lot of quarters because we were freshmen and, and, and easily amused. But, <laughs> but anyway, so, well, and, and another thing that, that, that you've talked about recently, Jimmy, that, that apparently has, taken off during the pandemic is the game Wordle. Um, I had a story about this in Monday's Tulsa World. It's still online at tulsaworld.com. 
And I, I didn't play the game until I was asked to write a story about the game. And now as others have done, I've, you know, addicted and I've got to play it every day, you know, but words with friends is a different addiction because you can play words with friends all day long. Uh, if you have enough friends playing with you and it just kills productivity. But if you play Wordle, it's once a day and you're done and you move on with your life. Yeah. That, yeah. We're, yeah. Words with friends. Yeah. I, I, that, that implies one needs friends. And so I'm, <laughs> I'll just say I do a lot of online crossword puzzles and, and, and uh, the New York times spelling bee, which is, I find fun. My, uh, um, my, 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 my close personal friend, Ruth, introduced me to, well, I shouldn't say introduced me. She addicted, I got me hooked on that, which is another daily word game where you have to spell letters. And it's a lot of fun, but it, it, requires, a, it requires a commitment of, of a subscription, basically. So, but are, either anyway. of you war, are either of you wordling? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm, I've done, I think I've done nine. I, I started about nine days ago, and I've I managed to, find the word in, in all, of, all of them. Although a couple of times it's been the very last thing I type in, but mm. how about you, Grace? I personally have not wordled um, yet. <laughs> but Good I heavens, be, woman, what do you do with your time? No, I know, <laughs> I know. I, I, so I think after this conversation, I'm definitely gonna give it a go because like you, I'm also a fan of like the New York Times crossword puzzles and the spelling bee and stuff like that. I like little brain games to kind of keep me engaged. So I think it's worth a shot. Okay, all right, you'll probably skunk us all, but, but anyway. Well, and, and, and it, it's, it, but it's become, the, the world thing has become such a uh, cultural phenomenon, I guess, uh, that, uh, the late show host Seth Myers finds a way to work it into his monologues. Just about, at least I've noticed that for about the past week or so. There's some wordle joke. Um, he used to do the in New York Times spelling bee. That was the, I guess, the intellectual property that they played with. Um, but that's you know the idea of, of commenting on on the fads of the day. That's something late night has done a lot and. Uh, I remember, I remember David Letterman's top 10 lists were often that kind of a thing. And I believe, Jimmy, you, you have some insight into that. Well, time flies. Letterman debuted 40 years ago, February 1st, 1982. I feel very uh, old now. Hey, and, and uh, you know, late night talk show has changed. I don't know that it's must-see TV for, any, for anyone. Grace, I don't know if you consider any of the talk shows must-see TV right now. Maybe no, you do. Not, not really, but I definitely enjoy like some Jimmy Fallon. Like I like the games that he plays with his guests and stuff, but it's not, you know, at the top of my viewing list. Yeah, there, there, are, there are many clever, great late night talk show hosts now. They're, they're really good. But back when you only had three channels, three options, and, and not all of them even had, I mean, Johnny Carson was NBC forever. And then Letterman initially came after him. Uh, but it was like must-see TV to watch the guests that Carson and Letterman were going to have every night. James, you, Carson was great and Letterman was great, but they're different. How were they different? Well, I was just think, I was just casting my mind back to the days when you said, you know, just three channels. It was Johnny Carson and then it was old movies and then it was test patterns as somebody who watched all three. Um, but yeah, well, um, 
Um, Carson was, uh, he was, he was the genial host of the fun party. And uh, Letterman always, and one reason I liked him, but he was sort of like the cantankerous person who would kind of wish everybody would go away and leave him alone. Um, and I, yeah, but, 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 but uh, I always, his was a uh, kind of a must-see TV in, in his early days, in a large part because of the top 10 lists that he would do. Um, and uh, I remember how many other people had, you know, tried to rip that off for other, other reasons. But those were, they were usually like, like one that I, I don't know why this one always, always sticks in my mind, but there was the top 10 words that sound better when James Earl Jones says them. <laughs> and I believe number four was Oprah. <laughs> Just something about that cracked me up. But anyway. So well, those lists were presented usually by the home office. Of from the home, yeah, direct from the home, the home office presents the top 10 list. And, and two Oklahoma towns have been the, the home office for Letterman during his 34-year uh, run. Well, I know about Tahlequah. People forget this, but Oklahoma City was the home office prior to Tahlequah. But Tahlequah became the home office 30 years ago in March. And uh, if there's a story behind the story of how that, it seems random. Telequa is the home office for Letterman. So I'm, I'm kind of digging into that on Friday in Friday's Tulsa World. I, I, think, I think that happened when uh, I was still in college because I remember you would always come across somebody who would say, oh, I know the guy that got, got it to, you know, got them to use Telequa. I'm going, yeah, right, you know. It's, 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 they're also the ones that are selling you the bridge, you know. But, uh, but and, and Oklahoma would show up occasionally. I remember, again, I remember another one. <sighs> Top 10 best places to hide the body. Pitcher, Oklahoma was one. Yeah, I can you know, see that. Being, being a super fun site. And uh, I remember uh, my late wife talking to a, a guy who was a highway patrol officer in that area. And he said, yeah, that's the best place I would go. <laughs> so, um, so we've got, so we've got uh, David Letterman and, and, and Pinball. Uh, what have you got for us coming up this weekend, Grace? Um, so you were talking about, you know, your time in college as a pinball aficionado. And <laughs> um, so speaking of that, I wanted to kind of open it up with a question for both of you. Um, so I'm assuming that both of you graduated from college with degrees in journalism or something related to that, but was there ever a time before that when you decided to change your major, and if so, what did that look like for you? I was always mass common journalism all the way. Uh, never really considered anything else, even though uh, Bill Connors, the great Tulsa World Sports Editor, came and spoke to one of our classes and said, you really should major in business or something so you know about something besides journalism and you can still uh, apply that knowledge when, when you're right. So uh, mm. I should have listened to the great Mr. Connors, but I with journalism and mass count. I was, um, I, I, my major is actually in quote professional writing, end quote from OU. And um, 
the uh, the idea when I chose that was that you know well, I will I will learn how to be the great American novelist and become rich and famous and you know you know live on the Riviera or something. And then about uh, my senior year, I realized you know I probably need to do something that's going to make me some money, but I don't know how to do anything but you know type so. I thought, well, we'll try this newspaper thing for a little while. And, you know, 50 years later, uh, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd say you guys are both doing really well. Um, But I asked that question because this is one area where I really related to my subject for Saturday's story. Um, She's a Tulsa interior designer named Mel Bean. And when I was in college, I started out as a pre-med biology major um, before switching to journalism, which is what I wanted to do. And when Mel was in college at Oklahoma State, she was actually studying to be a clinical psychologist before making a complete 180 and choosing interior design as her new major. Um, It was just one of those situations where she knew she always had like a passion for home design and architecture, but At the time, she didn't really realize it was something that she could build a career around, which is crazy because now Mel and her team are some of the most like highly renowned and acclaimed interior designers around. And they're a completely women-owned and operated business, which is really cool. And they've been recognized by Vogue, The Today Show, Better Homes and Gardens, Wall Street Journal, and like countless other publications, which is really, really cool. So Mel and I talked a lot about like her journey to becoming an interior designer and like her design philosophy and things like that. So it was a really imp- interesting conversation. I hope that James could type in college because uh, uh, I, I, can, I hadn't mastered typing. I didn't take it in high school. I took typing at a different college than my regular college because I said, if I make a D in this class, it is not gonna ruin my grade point average at my regular college. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 I knew that I'd be, I would, I would be a, a, some kind of a writer from about the age of 10. So as soon as I could take typing, I, I did. Stole my, my sister's typewriter, which she gladly yielded. But, uh, <laughs> what is well, this typewriter thing you speak of? I, I don't know. What yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I have on one of my computers a... Uh, program that mimics both the look and the sound of vintage typewriters hmm. so as, as you're typing along it sounds like you know keys hitting the the platen and everything and it's pretentious as all get out but uh it's fun i and i have hidden away in a in a, in a desk behind me a 1948 uh underwood upright that my mother-in-law used that uh, doesn't have that I need to find a ribbon for, which is going to be interesting. But anyway, wow. well, uh, this is Melvine. You said her name, or Melvine? Melvine. Melvine. Uh, you mentioned that she's been shown in all of these uh, magazines and the like. Is it for work she's done here in Tulsa, or is she uh, all through the universe now? Yeah, um, she does a lot of work in Tulsa and Oklahoma, but she's also expanded across the country too. She loves to travel and kind of work in like different environments and she just loves that challenge. So she's also done a lot of really cool like beach houses and mountain homes and like homes all over. And she's got a really big following on social media that's definitely kind of helped propel her her notoriety and 
um, yeah, I think it kind of started out like, you know, being published in like homes and gardens magazines and websites and things like that. And then just eventually snowballed into getting recognized by these even larger publications, especially because I think homes and interior designs are such a more like relevant topic right now than they have been in years past, like especially these past couple of years with the pandemic, it's gotten really popular. So I think more and more big organizations and publications are kind of pushing that content. So. Okay. Well, and, 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 and if people want to try their own hand at it, I think there's a, 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 a chance to at least get started on something about gussying up the old home place. Mm -hmm. Is that the Home and Garden Show coming up? Or? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that took me I'm a second. sorry. That was what we call it. That was called a lead-in, my dear. But go ahead. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, I was pulling up my notes for it, too, because I wanted to make sure I got the dates and times right. But so this is the Tulsa Home and Garden Show is coming to the Exchange Center at Expo Square. And it's going to be this Friday, January 28th through Sunday, um, January 30th. So make sure to go check that out. And it's completely free. So okay. that's kind of really well, if you uh, if, if all of this has made you hungry, uh, you might want to um, head on down to about 103rd and Memorial. We review a new restaurant called Chipper's Southern Fusion. No, Chipper's Seafood and Southern Fusion. Uh, it's in uh, the space that used to house the old Michael V's restaurant. Um, the owner and uh, chef's man named Ken Johnson. He's uh, uh, a minister, uh, graduate of Rama, um, but has also worked in the restaurant business a number of, of years. He returned to uh, Tulsa uh, to take care of his uh, father-in-law in his last a uh, few years, and uh, he's done some uh, pop-ups at the Mother Road Market Food Hall and was encouraged to, to do his own thing. It's, it's very much um, uh, kind of a comfort food menu. Uh, a lot of, um, it's like, a, you know, they do a really good fried chicken. They do uh, fried catfish, fried shrimp. They do a lot of pasta. Um, one of the more unusual things, perhaps, is they will take a, a smoked turkey leg, split it open, and stuff it with everything from dirty rice to shrimp and spinach Alfredo pasta. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow is a good word. Um, and uh, they, they do uh, sides of... Uh, you know, they have the usual, you know, fries and the like, but they also do, they also use the smoked turkey in their collard greens, which are really, really good. Um, my uh, photographer who went with me uh, is somewhat uh, suspicious of any food that's green, but uh, he thought, he thought these were, these were marvelous. So actually took two bites. So uh, check them out. Uh, the review appears uh, beginning Wednesday uh, in the Tulsa World, tulsaworld.com. I have a question. I hope you have it. I have an answer. Okay. I grew up in Mays County. There are no fusion restaurants in Mays County. So this term is lost on me. What does fusion mean when a restaurant includes the word fusion in their description? In this case, I did ask him that. And he said that what he does is he likes to take old school foods and give them a contemporary twist. Pardon me. 
<coughs> for example, um, the fried chicken that they do is very lightly breaded, um, but they finish it with what they call their quote, sweet Jesus, end quote, sauce, <laughs> which, is, which is honey, lemon, and, and, and spices. Um, their barbecue sauces are based on peaches and blueberries. Um, and so things like that. And, 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 and I mean, stuffing a turkey leg, which in and of itself is, you know, both a foodstuff and a weapon with, um, you know, chicken tenders and Alfredo sauce over pasta. If that ain't fusion, <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's when, you know, you're, you're, your mother throws a can of green beans into the ha hamburger helper. You can call that fusion. Okay. <laughs> Does that help at all? <laughs> okay. Do you have some uh, nacho business for us also? Yes. What we have coming up next week, uh, a new restaurant opened in uh, the Kings Point Shopping Center called Nacho Business. And they're in the business of serving nothing but nachos. Um, we're going to uh, explore that uh, in an upcoming uh, issue they you can they you can have them on tortilla chips on waffle cut french fries or pork rinds so i mean nachos on pork rinds i mean that that's probably fusion as well <laughs> and you can have it topped with anything from your basic ground beef or chicken to shrimp and lobster so how experimental did you get Without giving, uh, away. without giving anything away. We didn't get too terribly experimental, but I may need to go back at some point and just see what. Anyway, the $50 for a plate of lobster nachos might be a little much, but, but apparently it's a very big plate. So, hmm. well, I believe that's all we have. Uh, I think we've run out of things to talk about for this week. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you for putting up with this for this long. And on behalf of uh, Mr. Trammell, Miss Wood, and myself, we will gladly see you later. Behave. Bye. For more information, you can visit TulsaWorld.com.